0: Hello and welcome to episode number 47 of the Lunch Table Talk podcast. And in today's episode, I'm gonna be giving you my 2021 NBA award selections, along with, um, we're also gonna take a look at my original predictions from right before this 82 game season kicked off. And thank gosh it was 82 games because of COVID and everything. it was a little different without fans, of course, but as COVID restrictions are being lifted everywhere right now, um, we should see fans and stadiums and arenas very, very soon. And we're already starting to see some of that within Major League Baseball with the Texas Rangers and Cleveland Indians um, giving us our first looks at it. So hopefully it comes to the NBA very, very soon. So without further ado, let's take a look at my original coach of the year predictions. For my honorable mentions, I had Lloyd Pierce out of Atlanta and Billy Donovan from Chicago. In third place, I had Frank Vogel from Los Angeles, uh, from the Lakers, sorry. Um, My runner up was Brad Stevens and winning, I had Rick Carlisle. So this year's uh, 2021 honorable mentions, I have Monty Williams out of Phoenix and Michael Malone out of Denver. So in third place for coach of the year, I have Doc Rivers out of the Philadelphia 76ers. he helped his team finish with a with the third best record in the entire league, and they finished on top of the West, um, sorry, the East, ahead of Brooklyn and Milwaukee, two absolutely stacked teams. Um, and you may not think as Philly as a powerhouse, but they did finish as the one seed in the East this year, this season. Um, huge thanks to Joel Embiid and his MP, MVP type season. Um, we'll see if that can continue. Um, and Doc Rivers proved that his bad coaching days are behind him with this season. So. My runner-up is Quinn Snyder out of Utah. Um, a lot of people didn't think that the Jazz were going to be able to keep up this momentum they had going right before the All-Star break. And that they and they definitely showed that they could, um, finishing with the best record in the entire league and finishing number one on top of the West, in a stacked West that it is. Um, I mean, the Pelicans and the Warriors didn't make the playoffs, so that tells you anything um, about the West Um it is stacked um and quinn snyder did a fantastic job um this season in coaching up the utah jazz everyone knew their spot and i think that's very important especially on an nba roster where you have so little pieces to work with so winning this year's coach of the year i have tom thibodeau out of new york um i have him going to him in the knicks because He really did have a phenomenal season. He came into this um, season having zero expectations on making the playoffs or even making any sort of noise um, outside of of the lottery, right? Um, They were, Knicks fans were looking in this season and honestly basketball fans in general were looking into this season at the Knicks. What are they going to do? They're probably not going to do much this season, but tom thibodeau and julius Randle, admittedly um and a bunch of their other guys um not to discredit them um they all had phenomenal seasons and tom thibodeau is a huge reason for that um finishing with the best uh defensive team in the league and finishing with the fourth best record in the eastern conference they're facing off against atlanta right now in the playoffs um definitely not something i thought i would be saying um now at the beginning of the season so congrats to tom thibodeau on winning coach of the year if he does does end up doing it um i wouldn't be surprised if he does so let's move over now to sixth man of the year um, my honorable mentions from the um, my original honorable mentions were davis Bertons and lou williams um, lou williams was then on the los angeles clippers he is of course now on the atlanta hawks um, in third place i had jordan clarkson in second place i had denio gallinari and in sixth and winning it i had dennis Schroeder um, before he was announced as uh, los angeles Lakers. Um, day one starter so technically winning it I had DeNeo, and second I had Jordan so now for this season's um, honorable mentions I have Jalen Brunson point guard out of Dallas and Derrick Rose point guard out of the New York Knicks so finishing in third place in sixth man of the year I had Chris Boucher sender from the Toronto Raptors in 60 games this season he had he averaged uh, 13.6 ppg 6.7 rebounds per game, 1.1 assists per game, 1.9 blocks per game, a three-point percentage at .383, a free throw percentage at .788, and a true shooting percentage at .634, and 0.8 turnovers. Um, Congrats to him. I know he's not a big passer, but averaging less than one turnover a game uh, for anybody is impressive, Um, and especially on a young team like uh, like Toronto Raptors. They definitely did not exceed any sort of expectations. And I think the only one that really played um, higher than they were expected to would be Chris Boucher. Um, So I congratulate him. He was a MVP in the G League. He was a champion in the G League. um, And unfortunately, that just didn't translate um, and help his team enough um, to get them into the playoffs or even squeak out a spot in the playing game um, out of the East. But nevertheless, congrats to Chris Boucher. Definitely should be a starter in the near future for Toronto. So my sixth man of the year runner up is going to be Joe Ingles, uh, small forward from Utah. In 67 games this season, he averaged 12.1 points per game, 3.6 rebounds per game, 4.7 assists per game, 0.7 steals per game, a 3 point percentage at 451, a free throw percentage at uh, 0.884, a true shooting percentage at 672 and 1.7 turnovers per game off of the bench. Um Unfortunately, he wasn't the best uh, bench player um, out of Utah this season, or else he definitely would have gotten it. Um, I think that gives away who it is, obviously, Um, who the winner is going to be. But um, congratulations to Joe Ingles, Um, really did have an underrated and phenomenal season this year um, with Utah. Um, The entire Utah Jazz really did have a phenomenal season. All of them definitely deserve um, recognition and some sort of award. So. Winning um, this year's Sixth Man of the Year, I had Jordan Clarkson, and in my original predictions, I had him in third, so um, I'm not too upset about that. In 68 games this season, off the bench, he averaged 18.4 points per game, 4 rebounds per game, 2.5 assists per game, 0.9 steals per game, a three-point percentage at 347, a free throw percentage at 896, a true shooting percentage at 549, and the same turnovers as Joe Ingles at 1.7. Um Joe Mingles himself was very happy that Jordan Clarkson won it. Um I assume because they are teammates. Um that they there was some a little there was a little uh little chatter going off about uh who was gonna end up winning Sixth Man of the Year, but Jordan Clarkson did come out on top. Um congratulations to him. Um if you didn't know already, two of the awards have actually already been given out. Um that would be most improved player and sixth man of the year. And if you didn't know who won those already, I'm not gonna spoil it, but I would be surprised if you already didn't notice or if you already didn't know who won those, um, just because, well, I'd be surprised if you're listening to this podcast um, if you didn't know who uh, had won those awards already. So, um, congrats to Jordan Clarkson on winning that. Next up, we have most improved player. um, And my original honorable mentions were Kyle Guy out of Sacramento and Jamal Murray from Denver. Um, My third place um, guy was Gary Trent Jr. My runner-up was Shea Gilgis-Alexander, and my winner was Christian Wood. Uh, Now, for um, my final uh, award selections, my honorable mentions go to Christian Wood and Jalen Brown out of Boston, and Christian Wood out of uh, Houston, one of the very few bright spots there in Houston. Um, Good job to Christian Wood. I did have him winning it um, at the beginning of the season and halfway through the season. He looked like he was going to run away with it, but some other guys came in and really stepped up their game after the Ulster break-in, right before it. So, um, nevertheless, glad Christian Wood was at least an honorable mention. So, uh, finishing up in third place and most improved player, I have Jeremy Grant, power forward out of Detroit. Again, similar to Christian Wood, a very one of the very few bright spots there in Detroit this season. Besides their rookie class, they really did have a phenomenal rookie class. Um, so, Jeremy Grant, this season with Denver, added uh, 10.3 points per game to his average. He added 1.1 rebound to his average, 1.7 uh, assists per game per av- on his average. Um, he added a free throw percentage at 05, or, uh, 0.095 to his free throw percentage. He added 0.3 blocks to um, blocks per game, and he added 1- 0.1 steals per game. So good job there to Jeremy Grant. Um, he said he wanted to be a leader on a team, and that he was. He certainly stepped up in the big time moments There in Detroit, not that they had any big-time moments to speak of, but um, in the times that they did have those, um, Jeremy Grant was usually their guy that stepped up. So my most improved player runner-up is going to be Nikola Jokic, center out of Denver. In 72 games this season, so congrats to him. That's an accomplishment on on its own, playing um, all 72 games this season. Um, He added 6.5 points per game. 1.1 1.1 rebounds per game, 1.3 assists per game, um, 0 or 0.074 to his um, percentage to his three-point percentage. He also added um, 0.051 to his free throw percentage. He added 0.242 to his um, true shooting percentage. He also added 0.3 defensive win shares to his team, and he also added 5.5 offensive win shares. A phenomenal offense and defensive performance out of Nikola Jokic this season. Um, Definitely up there in the MVP conversation, which I will be revealing later in this episode. So, no surprise here. This was the other award that was announced on, I think it was ESPN. I couldn't really um, fact check that, but um, Julius Randle pretty easy pick for me. Um, Power forward out of the New York Knicks. Um, 71 games, just missed out um, on that perfect season. But his defense really, really improved, and that was obvious if you watched him at all in previous seasons and watched him at all this season. Um, Really did play phenomenal this season. Helped himself and Thibodeau and those other young guys um, and the Knicks get to that fourth seed in the East. Um, So, In 71 games, he added point or he added uh, 4.6 points per game, 0. 0.5 rebounds per game, 2.9 assists per game, uh, 0.134 to his three point percentage, 0. 0.078 to his free throw percentage, uh, 0.029 to his true shooting percentage, uh, 2.5 defensive win shares and 2.5 offensive win shares for a total of total, for a total, sorry, um, of five win shares in total. So. Congratulations to Julius Randle. I've been talking about the Knicks plenty Um, in this episode. I won't ramble on much more about those guys. But nevertheless, good job to Julius Randle on winning Most Improved Player. So now we're going to head over to Defensive Player of the Year. And my honorable mentions um, for the beginning of the season were Rudy Gobert and Marcus Smart. In third place, I had Giannis Antetokounmpo. My runner-up was Ben Simmons. And my winner was Anthony Davis. Now, if we take a look at my final ballot for this up, for this season, um, my honorable mentions are Giannis Antetokounmpo um, and Draymond Green. So finally, in third place in my Defensive Player of the Year ballot, I have Bam Adebayo center out of Miami. In 64 games, he had a defensive field goal percentage at negative 4. Um, he had 1.2 steals per game, one block per game, 6.7 defensive rebounds per game, defensive win shares a 1.9 defensive um, um, box plus minus and a 109.4 defensive rating Um, really stepped up similar to jeremy grant um, big time in the clutch when they needed a big defensive play and that he did Um, him and jimmy butler seem to be playing phenomenally together um, especially on the defensive end Um, they're both liabilities on offense um, but Both phenomenal defenders. That's pretty obvious if you watched any Heat games this season. So my runner-up, I know this is going to be a little controversial, but I went with uh, Rudy Gobert Center out of Utah. In 71 games this season, he had had a defensive field goal percentage at negative 7.6. He had .6 steals per game, 2.7 blocks per game, 10.1 defensive rebounds per game, 5.2 defensive win shares total. 2.5 Um, 2.5 defensive box plus minus and a 101.6 defensive rating another huge impactful player there um, on the Utah Jazz one of many to be mentioned um, on the defensive end for sure um, he stepped up huge um, and he definitely helped his team get those 52 wins um, so uh, Rudy Gobert in second place for my defensive player of the year ballot um, and winning, This year's Defensive Player of the Year, I have Ben Simmons, a point guard out of Philadelphia. So in 58 games this season, he had a defensive field goal percentage at negative 5. He had 1.6 steals per game, 0.6 blocks per game, 5.6 defensive rebounds per game, 3.3 defensive win shares, 1.9 defensive blocks plus minus, and a defensive rating at 106.1 another phenomenal defensive season from ben simmons obviously he's not going to be your three point specialist um he may not even be your mid-range specialist or even layup specialist for that for that matter but philly really is a defensive dominant team um and that's one of that's probably the main reason that they ended up with the one seed in the east um they knew how to lock teams down um and they did it to a phenomenal level honestly um and big thanks to ben simmons Um, and Matisse and uh, Joel. Um, All three of those guys were phenomenal defensively this season, some more than others, um, especially Mr. Ben Simmons here, um, and that's why I'm giving him this year's Defensive Player of the Year award. Two awards left. We have Rookie of the Year MVP, and we're going to head over to Rookie of the Year now. Um, One of my worser um, predictions, if you will. Um, I'm going to read them honestly, but um, I wish I couldn't. (laughs) So... Um, at the beginning of the season, my honorable mentions were Devin Vassell out of San Antonio and Isaac Acora out of Cleveland. In third place, I had Killian Hayes, my runner-up was Lamelo Ball, and my winner, don't even want to say it, but it was Obi Toppin from the New York Knicks. Um, I feel like he, if he got more PT, he could have been up there, but just didn't end up happening. So my honorable mentions for this season, for the real honorable mentions, I have Jay Sean Tate a uh, uh, strong forward out of Houston, and Isaiah Stewart, center from Detroit. So in third place in rookie of the year, I have Tyrese Halliburton, a uh, point guard from Sacramento. In 58 games played this season, he had 13 points per game, three rebounds per game, 5.3 assists per game, 1.3 steals per game, a field goal percentage at .472, a three-point percentage at four o nine, a free throw percentage at eight uh eight five seven and a true shooting percentage at five eight five. Did not make the playoffs again. Um the New York Knicks or sorry uh the Sacramento Kings did not make the playoffs once again. Um but that's nothing to be frowned upon. Again, like I said, West is very very deep. Um and De'Aaron Fox and Tyrese both showed shine signs of um being elite players for the future in this league. So my rookie of the year runner-up is going to be Anthony Edwards, shooting guard out of Minnesota. In 72 games this season, he had 19.3 points per game, 4.7 rebounds per game, 2.9 assists per game, 1.1 steal per game, a field goal percentage at 44.17, a 3 form percentage at uh, 32.9, a free throw percentage at 77.6, a true shooting percentage at 5 two three um the timberwolves were one of the worst teams in the league this season um and that's obviously if you've watched any other games or just looked at the stats and records um but anthony edwards he really did have a phenomenal season averaging close to 20 points um and a i don't know he does have good players surrounding him but just some of the stuff doesn't seem to click that well i don't know if it's D d-low i don't know if it's cat i don't know what it is but um, Anthony Edwards seemed like he was always having fun out there. Um, and I commend him for that, especially being on a bad team like the Timberwolves. Um, hopefully they can figure something out in the future um, because you don't like to see some of these really young guys um, struggle early um, like Anthony Edwards unfortunately is doing because of his team situation. So um, runner up, Anthony Edwards. And that means winning uh, the 2021 Rookie of the Year I have LaMelo Ball, point guard, out of Charlotte. In 51 games this season played, um, he had 15.7 points per game, 5.9 rebounds per game, 6.1 assists per game, 1.6 steals per game, a field goal percentage at 436, a three-point percentage at uh, um, 352, a free throw percentage at 758, and a true shooting percentage at 539. He did miss some time, and I understand that, but overall... LaMelo Ball was the best rookie this season. And I think that's um, pretty fair to say. He had less help on a worse team. um, And he led them to a better record than uh, Anthony Edwards did. Um, By 10 games, that is. Um, You give LaMelo Ball, Karl-Anthony Townsendilo, um, and maybe with a better coach, um, I think Charlotte's making the playoffs pretty easily. Um, But with that being said, congrats to all the um, Rookie of the Year nominees. Um, especially Anthony Edwards and Lamelo Ball, but I do have Lamelo Ball coming out on top. Not by much though. And now let's head over to the most valuable player award. Um, My original predictions, I had, as my honorable mentions, I had LeBron James uh, for the Lakers. How are you not gonna have him Um, somewhere in the top five? And I also had Nikola Jokic. Um, In third place, I had Giannis Antetokounmpo. My runner up was Steph Curry, and my winner was Luka Doncic. Um, this was probably, or no, this was definitely, this was most definitely my um, best prediction this season. Um, I had Jokic in the honorable mentions. I had Giannis up there. I had Curry um, I had Curry up there. I had Luka up there. Um, the only thing I messed up, if I had put Joel instead of LeBron as my um, honorable mention, I would have bought a of ticket. But um, with that being said, let's take a look at my final MVP ballot for this season. My honorable mentions go out to Giannis Antetokounmpo and Luka Doncic. So finishing in third place um, for the most valuable player, I have Stephen Curry from the Golden State Warriors. In 63 games this season, he had 32 points per game, 5.5 rebounds per game, 5.8 assists per game, 1.1 steals per game, and 0.1 block per game. Field goal percentage at 482, a three point percentage at 42-1, a true shooting percentage at 655, He had 6.5 offensive win shares, 2.5 defensive win shares, and 3.4 turnovers per game. There's no knock on Steph Curry putting him here um, at third place. Didn't have to put him here at all, quite honestly. But um, I feel like if they weren't in the play-in, and if they had even won the play-in, maybe I would have put him um, at second place, but I just can't bring myself to do it Um, after the after the two seasons that he's that these um phenomenal centers had this season um curry obviously phenomenal player um nine seed is no knock on him um he just didn't have any help quite honestly um and the other two guys have much more help than curry did um maybe when clay comes back it'll be a different conversation but um i mean i don't it doesn't really need to be a secret joel and Jokic have much better help um there in denver and philly so um, no knock on Curry, congratulate him on, on finishing top three this season. So, finishing as a runner up um, this season for most valuable player, I have Joel Embiid, center out of Philadelphia. In 51 games this season, um, he averaged 28.5 points per game, 10.6 rebounds per game, 2.8 assists per game, one steal per game, 1.4 blocks per game, a field goal percentage at Uh, 513, a three-point percentage at 377, a true shooting percentage at uh, 636, offensive win shares, he had 5.6 of them, he had 3.2 defensive win shares, and 3.1 turnovers per game. Again, um, it's not often you see centers dominate the MVP position, and that's exactly what happened this season um Jokic and Embiid ran up the leaderboards um and were going at it um pretty much every night and it was going to be a conversation pretty much after the first week um which center is better um and that's going to be a conversation that's continued um I have never swayed away from my opinion that Jokic is the best center in the league um I still firmly believe that um but it seems to get closer and closer every week um we'll see what happens in the playoffs um but for the regular season, I have to get the MVP, to Nikola Jokic, uh, center out of the Denver, out of uh, Denver. Sorry, 72 games, Iron Man there. Um, I think he has some padding, if you know what I mean. Um, he averaged 26.4 points per game, 10.8 rebounds per game, 8.3 assists per game. That's just phenomenal as a center. That's unheard of. Um, 1.3 steals per game, 0.7 blocks per game, a field goal percentage at 566 three-point percentage at 388 a true shooting percentage at 647 he had 12.2 offensive win shares which was which led the league um he has also had 3.4 defensive win shares um and 3.1 turnovers game. just a phenomenal season overall uh by jokic uh helped his team get to the third seed in the western conference which would have put them as the um Oh, it also would have put them as the third seed in um, the the uh, the East, but uh, still phenomenal season by Jokic. Um, no knock on Embiid or Steph. Um, Jokic just had one of the statistically uh, one of the best posi- uh, one of the best seasons as a center in recent history, um, and I think I had. I had no problem giving it to Jokic. Um, I've been a huge Jokic fan ever since he stepped in the league um, and was phenomenal early on. Um, and I'm finally, I'm super happy that he's finally getting the recognition that he does deserve um, as the best center in the league. I will stand by that. Um, and congratulations to all the guys winning awards today. Um, I will recap one more time um, all the guys getting awards. So coach of the year, I had Tom Thibodeau from the New York Knicks. Uh, Sixth man of the year, I had Jordan Clarkson. Most Improved Player, I had Julius Randle. Defensive Player of the Year, I had Ben Simmons. Rookie of the Year, I had Lamelo Ball. Most Valuable Player, Nico Jokic. The only two you could really argue would be Rookie of the Year and Defensive Player of the Year. But other than that, I feel like all the all the um, the awards are pretty self-explanatory. So, congrats to all the goes all the guys that have already gotten awards that have gotten my awards and that will get awards in the future. Um, so, that will end off today's episode though. Um, like once again, congrats to all those guys. Um, if you haven't already, be sure to follow this podcast on Spotify, um, Apple, uh, Bullhorn, Anchor, whatever, wherever you're listening from, be sure to hit the follow sub button, whatever it is, um, on the application that you're listening from. Um, yes, you can also, uh, follow my Instagram at lunch talk underscore that is on Instagram, nobody, nowhere else. So, uh, that will end off today's episode. Next episode is going to be, um, all NBA teams all defensive teams and in all rookie teams so um look forward to that in the near future i'm not sure when this episode is going to go out it's probably going to go out on may 26th the wednesday um i have most of these are going to be pre-recorded for the next uh two or three episodes just because i have finals week coming up which is always so fun um and obviously work and stuff that uh is takes priority but um 47 episodes episodes going strong let's uh can't wait to hit number 50 i have something special planned um for 50 should be an interesting one at that time thank you for all for listening and if you have made it this far be sure to do all the things i said in the outro uh have a good rest of your night bye